0: Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Ready to Lead. Uh, My name's Richard Lindner, and joining me, as always, is The Loveless. what? Hey, everybody. Welcome. I just, oh, see what ah, I just did? Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, I, I got to get it out now. I can't start once I stop. It's the lovely, the talented, <laughs> the beautiful, everyone's favorite coach, Mr. Jeff Mask. Jeff, thank you for being here today.
0: <laughs> I almost succeeded in breaking you off. But, no, you know, I, I, you, I can't start. My... <laughs> I, I,
1: I can't stop once I start. I have I to love do it. And, and if you would have gotten away with it, the second this episode was over, your phone would have rang. And if you wouldn't have answered, there would have been a voicemail with it. So yes, just definitely. know for future reference, uh, once it starts, it's happening. And here we are. It's happening. Another episode.
0: I am excited to be here. Uh, and I beat you to that one. So yeah, welcome. 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 Welcome, everyone. Glad you're all here. We're going to do a little curveball. I <clears> want to take you back in a, back in time. A little little uh trip down memory lane, I want you to think about now bear with me, think about your adolescence, yeah, I said it, middle school in particular um, Ooh. yeah, you may Boy. have you know been all of four foot seven like me, or you may have had uh a pair of glasses or or braces or acne or multiple insecurities, right we all have oh, the above, them. yeah, right, <laughs> seriously. We've all got them. And as I say a lot of times, all we are as adults is kids and big people's bodies. The more we can really embrace the adolescent within, the better. But there's a reason why I'm taking down this path. So you go down to, go down to your adolescence. Go, go back to middle school. Go back to friends. Go back to classrooms. Go, black, go back to the gym. Go back to wherever, wherever it was that you just have certain smells and memories and emotions, uh, positive and negative, all of that. Why am I doing this? Oh, because yesterday I was there. I'm not kidding. So, our school district has some serious needs in in teaching due to COVID and other reasons. And so, about a, a month or two ago, they sent out a, a plea and SOS for parents or anyone to sign up as a substitute teacher. And I was like, well. Given that I don't really coach on Mondays or Fridays, I've got time. So I'm starting to substitute teach, which is really fun, crazy, but fun to, fun to be with youth, fun to help inspire them. That's the whole purpose of it. My kids are at this particular school. And so I get to see them and their friends. It's great. So I'm there yesterday. I'm substituting and of all classes, what am I substituting? Wait for it. Boys gym. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, that's, that's a whole different story. That's hilarious. But the the story I want to get to is what happens when we as leaders pour into people and get to know people's stories, get to know our team's stories, get to know, in this case, our classes' stories. But as a substitute teacher, you could argue, well, how am I going to get to know their story? They don't know me. they, They won't really connect. But this is the second time I've been with this particular group of classes. And so they got to know me a little bit better. And I started seeing something a little different. I started realizing that the people that I was with the first time I did this a couple of weeks ago, got to know them. They got to know me. And then when I went back to class last yesterday, I saw a few of them go, oh, Mr. Mask is back. Wow. OK, cool. And I was like, OK, good. I like, well, that's good. And, you know, they're not like super mad and frustrated. But I started noticing certain behaviors and I started praising a few of the of the students for extra effort people that didn't want to do what we were doing and the more that i appreciated their effort the more they they just lifted their head a little differently they they operated differently they did the sprints a little differently i mean one of them said mr mask i hate basketball and i said oh i totally hear you but it's all good keep trying keep going he goes I have been trying for five years. Mm. <laughs> and he was just like, I hate this. And I said, I totally get it. So I said, well, what if you try this and try that? And then he, he came back and he's like, well, I don't know. And then I said, all right, try this, this little move. Try, try this. We're playing a three-on-three tournament back and forth. And they're rotating. He comes back and, and comes running sprinting. And he's like, I scored a basket. I did it. And I was like, dude, give me a high five. (laughs) Though, by the way, in substitute code, I broke the rule because you're not supposed to give any high fives or knuckles. But when I saw that, I was like, I'm going to have to break that rule because I I can't not give high fives. So I give him a high five. Rule breaker. Yeah, right? I'm such a rebel. But as I give him this high five, he's just on cloud nine. You know, He's so excited. And he he did this after five years he's been trying. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go make it in the NBA. But I am saying his demeanor changed. The way he walked was different. The way he moved was different the way he spoke was different just because he had a little bit of appreciation poured into him. And, you know, he's still four foot eight, four foot nine. So maybe I saw a little bit of myself in him and yet had a different demeanor about him as the class ended. So it got me thinking about as we lead and as we work with people, when do we stop and pour in? How do we do that? Why do we do that? How do we express appreciation and or just acknowledgement for people and for the work that they're doing. Because if you're anything like me, when you're in the thick of it and things are cruising and it's a little bit overwhelming, you, you can all of a sudden stop and go, wait, when's the last time I actually praised one of my teammates and showed deep acknowledgement and appreciation that was really specific? I mm, guess it's been a while. And so that's what we want to talk about today. How how do you do that? How do you build in that mechanism in a consistent, authentic, specific way? Those are all really important modifiers to giving giving appreciation and, and acknowledgement. Richard, any any thoughts you have from from hearing that intro and uh, taking yourself back to the middle school gym? <laughs> oh, I'm not
1: participating in that exercise. I didn't know that I was I was also required to do that. No. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry. I, I, I think it's i think it's great and i'll tell you a story uh, came to mind and I, and I believe i've shared this before on on a previous episode but it's worth it's worth bringing up again because we had an in, we had a, an employee a, a pretty you know tenured and, and critical member of the team leave and on her last she stopped in to the office we'd gone uh virtual at this time uh, and she stopped in to say goodbye and turn in her computer and do all the you know the hr related things and said on her way out, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I remember, you know, the first time that I was working on a project with you and you like called me out for a job well done and it was very specific and it made me light up. And she was like, I don't know if you realize what, what a kudos or attaboy or just what kind of that acknowledgement from you means to the people that work here Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a good feeling not that I didn't appreciate her saying that it wasn't a good feeling when I thought back about how often I've been critical of missed opportunities for making something that was already good Mm -hmm. better or something that was you know good great or great greater and left with the assumptive well done this is awesome and led right into the other and that's where the gut check hit and it hurt and and i think that that's why this is so powerful i think we are we are so focused on we're so focused on as close to perfection as humanly possible and even growing people and you know pushing them outside of their comfort zone whether those people are the people we're charged to lead at home or the people that we're charged to lead in the office or ourselves that i think we stop uh, or we don't stop enough and, and give appreciation. And I think it leads to, you know, it leads to a lack of connection. It leads to some pretty terrible feelings. And in, 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 you know, in team member land, it leads to people uh, leaving, right? It leads to a lack of connection, which which can, you know, make it way easier to leave. So I think that anytime we talk about appreciation, it makes me remember that. And that's not a good feeling. And, and I'll tell you, I haven't done uh, a good enough job since that conversation and making sure that I don't hear those words again. Yeah, So I'm excited about, about this episode because I know how little it takes and how much it means. So going through a a framework of, you know, how do we, how do we appropriately appreciate people? How do we make sure that Mm -hmm. we are not, we're not inappropriately showing appreciation either through our actions or for the activity that we're appreciating? Like we're not, Mm -hmm. we're not lowering the bar so that we're, you know, kind of praising permission to play type results right. or activities. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. I know that was a lot, but but I I think I think we can glaze over this this issue and yeah. it, as leaders it can be one of the easiest and most powerful things we do.
0: So Totally. Totally. I love it. I love it. So let's go through a few tools, a, a few frameworks, a few references that we'll give to you that are super tangible that you can act on today. First thing is as a quick self inventory I like to audit occasionally of how am I doing, taking, taking stock and how am I showing up as a leader in, in different facets. In this facet, it's in the arena of appreciation. So I'd like you to ask yourself these questions. Rarely, sometimes, often are the answer choices for these questions. Number one, how often do I give genuine, specific praise and appreciation to each member of my team rarely specific often or rarely rarely sometimes often that's first question second question how often do i find myself looking for catching people doing good just looking Mm -hmm. for the good in people and what they're doing versus looking for things that aren't going well because p.s spoiler alert most adults most humans we notice what isn't going well more than we notice what is going well. It's just kind of how we're wired. So rarely, sometimes, often. Third question. This one is on a scale of one to five. How important is your, in your opinion, is it to give praise to your teammates genuinely? Um, And don't, don't answer just because you want to find out what what you think the right answer is. It's the answer, whatever answer you answer is the right answer. So five absolutely imperative one, not, not imperative at all. Because so often I find that many leaders don't value that appreciation really is that important. So therefore, they just kind of put it on the back burner. I'll tell you, after looking lo- at lots of studies leading many, many people over the years, I can't put a price tag on the value of really authentic appreciation and praise for people. It is, it's is—it's a currency. It is so critical. And it, it was so interesting being back with adolescents again, realizing that's what we are as adults. We like to act like we don't need certain things and we don't have insecurities, but we do need certain things and we do have insecurities and understanding the human psychology and tapping into that is super critical. So that's the first thing we want to do, that quick self-assessment, nothing hard, but just kind of a gut check of where we stand. Then the next thing is, where do you go? What do you do? Richard, you made a great point of, well, you know, I do want to praise, but I don't want to really praise just standard stuff because then it's like, feels like I'm praising just for praise sake. And then it's like, well, if I'm praising for just doing a job, then yay, everybody gets a medal. And it's exactly kind of right. It it doesn't really, it loses the power. It's not, it, it
1: may be specific, but it, it's like, I don't know, it, it's not powerful. It's specific, but it's like, well, yeah, of course I did that. And, and then Uh, it becomes suspect. Why are you doing this?
0: Like, are you about to
1: drop the (laughs) hammer? So when we don't think about that, but when we praise Mm -hmm. for stuff that, that is, is just that like someone's job, right. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, Mm -hmm. you know, we shouldn't be appreciative of, of team members that own their role and do their job. But when we're looking for areas for, for like meaningful, specific praise, when it's just like. You know, showed up and was good today. Right. That's not the area because people totally. then assume that you're doing it with an ulterior motive. Right.
0: Right. The only caveat I, caveat I was ma- I would make to that is early on in their in their job, long term, of course, not right. But sure. But right. It's good to give that feedback initially on of, of just quote unquote doing their job when they're doing it the way that we've asked. That that's the only time I'd I'd recommend it, and, and I I know you weren't saying that, Richard. I'm just clarifying that point. A good, yeah, a good I love it. tool here is the one minute manager by Ken Blanchard, old school, but actually good old school, in my opinion, a lot of old schools, like command and control stuff that I don't like. This has a lot of good ways of thinking about it. And one of the things that he has in there is the one minute praise. And, and in order to really frame it well, what he recommends, and I, I agree with is when you're letting people, when you're, you know, extending the offer and they're, they're onboarding, let people know up front that you're going to be giving them feedback on how they're doing that, that, just, just to be ready for it and say, you know, I'll, I'll give you feedback. And so that people aren't kind of playing the mind games of guessing games like, am I doing okay or not? You'll get mm-hmm. feedback. You'll know it. And, and whether it's exactly what we're looking for or not, you'll know. And it's, there's no danger or problem either way, just so you know what, what course you're on. So when you tell people right from the get-go, hey, be prepared for feedback as it comes, both where you're doing amazingly well and places where there'll be correction, that simple little precedent you sent, you set is critical. Because then when it comes either positive or negative, they're totally good. They're like, oh good, great. Now you're consistent with what you're saying. And it actually builds trust back to our triangle of trust.
1: Can I say just one thing there? On on when you're when you're setting the expectations for feedback, I like to ask how they best receive feedback as well so i don't know if that's something i I don't mean to skip ahead but uh, i think it's important and and a great way way. yeah it's a great way to start that conversation and say i want to make sure that i'm giving you feedback both feedback in in, and acknowledgement when you are on the right track doing just Mm -hmm. really owning the role and also feedback when maybe there's areas uh, of improvement but i want to make sure that that feedback is constructive and so many times that is dependent on how and how when where it is yes. delivered so totally one of the first questions i like to ask new uh, team members that i'm charged with leading is how they best receive feedback is it mm-hmm. should i pull you aside should i write it down like mm-hmm. give me and i i always give some examples right and yeah. and i also lead with Now, what I'm not saying is I'm going to go out of my way to call you out in front of the group. However, I need you to know if it's something that I believe has to be acknowledged in front of a group because everyone needs to hear it, then I will do it in in a respectful way so that I'm not demonizing us having… Those open and honest conversations as a group, but mm-hmm. I think there's power in not only telling them you're going to do it, but then asking them for
0: permission and and how uh, totally. they they best receive it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I was going to cover that a little bit, but it's not not too premature at all. I think it's great. Specifically, asking how you like to receive praise is is as much or more more beneficial than anything else because sometimes people thrive in public praise. Other times, people shrink in public praise Mm -hmm. and they feel horrible and it's actually demoralizing and embarrassing for them. It took me years. I've said this many times on this podcast. It took me years to really understand that because I thought people were just trying to be humble when they said it. No, really, there are personalities that they do not do well with public praise, period. And so what you're trying to do completely backfires and it just doesn't help. So yes, be mindful of how they like to receive feedback and praise for sure. So one, let them know. That it's gonna happen. Two, do it. Three, be specific. Four, do it in a way that really articulates a powerful behavior. Here's a good little reminder. Very often, when it's conducive to a core value, light it up in a great mm-hmm. way. When they when they're just living the core value in a such a great way, teach the principle and give them the praise and anchor it back on that core value and say, this is why it feels so awesome. It's just, you're doing exactly what we espouse to do here. And that's why I'm so lit up by it. It's why the customer is or the teammate or whatever. And and it just reinforces the power of our core values when it happens. Conversely, when there's behaviors that are off and it doesn't feel so good, it's because it's outside of a core value. And so you can give that correction and guidance so that they know where where we stand. So then the the, the other tool, I wouldn't say last, but another tool is back to praise and how people need it and want it. And, you know, just as you were sharing, sharing, Richard is the principle of the five love languages, such a, such a great, great framework, an awesome way to think. You may be thinking, dude, it's work. What do you mean love language? So Dr. Gary Chapman years ago, and, you know, created this model of how do people need to feel love in your personal relationships? It's kind of where it started, but it's applicable across. And so there are, if you haven't heard of it, I invite you to just Google the five love languages. But if you can't Google it right now, the five love languages are in no particular order, gifts, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, schloss affection, and words of affirmation. So you can you can see already in the workforce it's a little different because you know, physical touch and and you know, affection is probably not what we're looking for it it's i think a that's but. called an eeoc violation depending <laughs> yeah. on how it's uh, executed <laughs> right but physical touch a high five right there, there's there's that kind of connection it still triggers the the appropriate part of that person's brain that helps them feel alive and appreciated in a great way so, so if you've heard of the five love languages there's also a model in a book that he's written the five love languages of appreciation in the workplace so it's, to, it's totally relevant, totally applicable, super helpful. If you go to just Google that and you know, there's lots of tools, there's lots of things you can look at. One of them is MBA, Motivating by Appreciation Inventory. So you kind of do your own inventory, discover what, what do people need and then how could you actually apply this? I'm telling you, five minutes of investment of your time is worth its weight in gold in how you lead your people. It, it's, it's so powerful to go through these exercises and, and do them Here's the key, consistently, specifically, and authentically. Mm. When we can appreciate our people accordingly, it is so awesome. The bond that it creates, how they feel better about themselves, how they then lead themselves and others. The ripple effect of this is literally incalculable because you just have such a powerful impact in a positive way. And that is why we feel so powerfully about leadership in general about this podcast to just remind and inspire every leader listening the amazing opportunity we have to lift and inspire everyone all the time. Like There's, there's no shortage of opportunities, but we get stuck in our own ruts. We get stuck on our own selfishness, our own greed, our own fatigue, our own just kind of going through the motions. And that's why these little episodes, we want to just infuse you with a few ideas and a few actions and a few reminders to go, yeah, I can do that a little better. It's not to cause guilt or shame. It's it's to create in you a desire to improve so that you can bless the lives of the people you're serving. So hopefully those tools have been helpful. Richard, as you heard that, heard that last part about the the five love languages in a workplace, have you, first of all, have you ever heard of that aspect of it? I'm, I'm assuming you have, but I don't know. I don't want to,
1: I have, don't yeah, I, okay? I absolutely have. and And I know, you know, one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is how do we, or how do we, how do we approach that, you know, physical touch being the high five, the, the fist bump in a potentially virtual work environment. Like we have, if, if that is the way that you receive appreciation, there's a, there's a, a pretty immediate disconnect there Mm -hmm. in, in, in how you feel, feel most appreciated and the ability to, I mean, I can punch my monitor. I don't know if you would. Hopefully you wouldn't feel it, but I don't know if you would feel the appreciation if I was trying to fist bump my monitor by 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 punching it. So what do we do there? I mean, how does yeah. that
0: work? Well, uh, before I answer that, any of your teammates that are struggling the most going from in person to remote, it's fair to say they're the ones that like appreciation with with physical touch and just association with people like that. So mm-hmm. not always, but I would say probably eighty percent of the time that they're the same people. So what can you do with that? What you just did, Richard, the, the funny fist bump through the, through the monitor mm-hmm. actually can work. It's not the same, but, but you're, what you're doing is acknowledging their need and how they like that. And you find a way to play with that. And so I've done emoji sometimes you know the fist bump emoji like okay yeah. we go we got this i've done it through monitors before I'll also where possible find a way to meet up with them face to face if possible right and very often that's not the case but but just acknowledging that's the way they like to receive it and play being playful with it and saying dude this is me giving you a massive high five or uh, you, you know knuckles whatever thank you you're so great at doing whatever that is it actually does have a positive effect it, it's so so don't, don't be discouraged if you feel like, man, I can't really give someone knuckles or high fives or just put my arm around them and say thank you. That's okay. You can, you can do that in other ways and, and express it through word in a way that becomes the imagery becomes real and they can sense it. Because what we're trying to do is activate that sensory in their, in their brain to help them feel the appreciation and love, and you can still do it through words. Yeah, there are
1: some funny little pads, notepads, like the ones that you used to forever ago get, if someone left you a voicemail at the office. And you know, there (laughs) was, there was an office manager or someone who answered the phone and you get that little like yellow or pink pad. There's one Mm -hmm. like that for like high fives and shout outs that's really cool. And you can like write stuff on it and check a box and do some other. I've done that and mailed it to people before. It's not physical touch, but it. But it is a, an aspect of a physical like shout out. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's it's done not in person, but it's delivered in, yeah, in kind of it. that physical form. And I think so much of it is being creative and showing. How do you show appreciation? Well, you you not only know how they receive appreciate, but you go out of your way to to show them that you know them, right? So mm-hmm. I know how you receive it, I know that this is important to you, and also I know this thing about you. So that's easier. When you're talking about gifts as well you know don't just here's a 50 dollar gift certificate to amazon right i'm not mm-hmm. saying there's anything to matter with that if you're going to give a gift but it definitely doesn't say i know you Yeah, you know, right. it, it I, we've had previous episodes where i talked about kind of that new team member questionnaire where you find yeah. out you know what's their favorite candy bar what's their favorite restaurant what's their favorite sports team what's their favorite yeah. you know non-alcoholic beverage what's their favorite alcoholic beverage like right. what airline do they fly Mm-hmm. So that you can, you know, you can go and if you're going to give an, an award, maybe it's, you know, you send them a, like, you just send them a freaking box of Kit Kats from Amazon right. with right. a handwritten note that's like, thanks for crushing it. You know, I don't know, have a Kit Kat or 12 <laughs> because I couldn't buy just one on Amazon, like something there that just <laughs> shows know that, you know, so yeah, yeah I know it's your favorite, don't. like probably trying to do all these at once. Right. Uh, although exactly. we do offer dental, boom, now you're anchoring back to, <laughs> to employee benefits. see what it did there? But, but well no, done. I mean, well I, I'll tell you, here's here's something that I used to do, and I'm going to commit to doing it again right now in this episode. I used to schedule time once a week that was just you know, team member gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it was time where I sat down, and if I knew that I had it in my calendar and I had to write and acknowledge some mm-hmm. way to that person, then I, I found that I would look for it more. So yeah. because it was on my calendar and I knew that I'd blocked that time out and I was going to sit down and do it anyway, it it just gave me a different perspective to be on, the hunt, be on the hunt or lookout for those things that I could specifically reference back. And I'll tell you, there was always a reason why it's like, ah, I've got other things I need to do right now. But when I did mm-hmm. it, I felt amazing afterwards. And I know that that was because I was, it was like, wow, think one, think of, like that's a lot of really cool things that have happened in the business from other mm-hmm. people just taking extreme ownership or really you know, stepping up and just being amazing, living our co- core values. And and two, it just feels good to acknowledge people. Totally. And I don't think we do it enough. And I think you can go from a, a terrible mood to a great mood by focusing outward instead of inward. Yeah. And this is a Agreed. really cool time to to not only do that selfishly to get some benefit, but to model it to other people. And you know what? The thing that drives me on it is, what if I, what if I can say something to Jeff that is specific, that, that peps him up a little bit, and maybe it's the end of the day. And now he goes home, whether home is getting in the car and driving home, or whether it's, you know, opening up the office doors and walking out to the family, he goes home and he's in a better mood Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: he's nicer to his wife Mm -hmm. and he plays with his kids. And maybe he acknowledges his kids for something in the way that he was acknowledged Now, is that the reason we should do it? No, but what are the ripple effects? Like if Mm -hmm. we can, if we can just change how we think about it and maybe, you know, give one amazing acknowledgement compliment to someone who did something right. We don't know how that's going to affect their day, their night, their significant other partners day or night, their, you know, child or friends or moms or dads or, you know, dogs day or night and (laughs) we don't need to know that's not the reason we do it but you know who will know their significant other the indirect Mm -hmm. employee their Mm -hmm. you know their their kids and if their kids notice that they were nicer if their partner notices that they were nicer Mm -hmm. then you know deep down inside they're gonna know like man all that ripple started when my leader acknowledged me and that's leadership
0: that is that is well, as we wrap this up, one question comes to mind that a lot of people have when, whenever I talk about this. The question is, how often should I do this? Because you know, if it's only always, then it kind of mm-hmm. can lose power. But if it's you know very selective once a month, once a quarter, it's not quite enough, in my opinion. What I like to do is I actually go back to the one minute manager and in, in his book, he recommends once a week in a really specific, actionable way that isn't just, yay, rah, rah, you did wonderful, good for you. Like, you got to put some work into it, which is why, frankly, we don't do it as much because it takes some work to think about it. So I I do, like, one of these things he says in that book is, if you notice that the energy and the pep in their step is gone or, or they're just not really feeling the fire, ask yourself, when's the last time you've given praise and given them appreciation? And chances are it's been more than a couple weeks, if not longer. And so, you know, given how fast business moves, given how much we're doing, once a week is a really great shot in the arm, if at the very least, once every 10 days. So that's just a a rule of thumb that I found to be helpful. I've practiced that over the years. I've, I've tried once every two weeks. I've tried once a month. I've tried once a week. I've tried it more than once a week. And I found that once a week is a sweet spot. If it's authentic, if it's specific, and if it's consistent, then people know, yeah, it just creates a great environment. So For the curious, if you had that question, I'm sure many did because I've had had that question asked a lot. I find once a week is super helpful. So now the question for you is, what are you going to do with this? Mm. How can you implement? What can you read? What can you execute on? Who needs to feel your appreciation today? Who needs to feel it this week? And we invite you and encourage you to do it. In fact, I would love to hear a story from you of what you did. And just don't, don't worry about tooting your own horn. That's what I'm asking you to do, but just, <laughs> just toot your own horn and send it to, send a feedback at readytolead.com of what you did to take action, to give someone specific praise and appreciation. I just, well, how I they react. I think it was solidified. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, too.
1: How they react. I'd love to know how they reacted, you know, did, and, yeah. and what you would do differently next time. If you really want to go all in, like, what'd you do? How did they mm-hmm. react? And what are you going to do differently next time? know, what'd you learn? Are you going to do it it. more often? Are you going to do it in a different way? Like what creative ways have you done in the past? What'd you do today? Like, let's, let's start a real conversation around this and, and let's, you know, let's bring feedback uh, and, and
0: appreciation back to the forefront of how we lead. Love it. Love it. Thanks everybody. Hopefully this will help you feel and become even more ready to lead. Let's go implement. I appreciate it. Appreciate you all. Love that you're listening. Let's continue to lead powerfully. Richard, love you, dude. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, everyone. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email. feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.